Hey, 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 it's your girl. Just call me Jay Nicole. And this bookcast is about none other than why yours truly. But most importantly, it's about life with my bookends. So who are or what are my bookends, you may ask? They're my wonderfully talented two sons, also known as my heart and my heartbeat. Without them, life just was incomplete. And I know a lot of people are like, eh, but one of the biggest things that I desired in life was to become a mother. And at 18, I was told that there was a slim to none chance that that would even happen. So when God bestowed them upon me, they made my life complete. And they hold me upright. They give me perspective on what life is and what I should be doing in life. They actually give me purpose each and every day. And because of them, I now have this podcast to share with you the day in the life of the Walkers, or more specifically, the day in the life of Just Call Me Jay Nicole and life with my bookends. Oh my gosh, guys, this is Just Call Me Jay Nicole and I just connected with one of my classmates from middle school and high school who now owns Brown Delectable Pecans. She is based right here out of Georgia, South Georgia to be exact, and has the best pecans ever, guys. They're mouth-watering, but they are also just melt in your mouth. She also makes some of the best pralines out of these things. So if you're like me and you like pecans or pecans, depending on where you're from, make sure you drop by her website, www.brownpecans.com. And that's www.brownpecans.com. And tell them, just call me, Jay Nicole sent you. Thanks guys. And God bless. Hey, 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 it's your girl, just call me Jay Nicole, and I am back with another episode. So I'm testing out something a little bit different. I'm recording from my computer instead of my phone. I, I love my phone, but I've overused it today, and it needs to charge back up. So last week, I put out an episode about e evolving relationships or the evolution of relationships, and I wanted to continue that conversation. So for me, in, in particular, no one really listened to that um, episode. And I get it. We're in the coronavirus um, pandemic right now. A lot of people probably not even thinking about relationships. But as we are being quarantined and we're having to be with one another, it made me think more and more about the evolution of relationships, especially during this time. What people will get a chance to see and learn um, is things that they probably weren't even aware of um, that either just really push their buttons about their um, significant other or their the person who they're in a relationship with, or they would learn that what actually br brought them closer together or drew them to one another. So I think that this may be a good time for people to actually sit back and listen to the very first episode of the evolution of relationships. And I'm going to deem this one as the evolution of relationships part two. Yes, you can say that. Um, I have been doing a lot of sitting back and thinking because, of course, I have nothing else to do but um, 
chill. This week in particular is spring break for our school district, in addition to already having school um, being closed down and having to do cyber school or virtual school, whatever you wanna call it. So my days are becoming a little bit more, more and more mundane. But one thing that I have noticed that I already knew, but now is more profound for me about my spouse is that he requires a lot of sleep. He, I call him the old man because he goes to sleep really, really early. And then he rises really, really early. And I'm, I'm the night owl, you know, I'm, I stay up to between two and I'm sorry to say five o'clock in the morning. Then I get in the bed, especially since we've been out of school. Um, I get in the bed, I get back up between five and 12 and my day carries on like that um, until I get ready to go back to bed. Another thing about the evolution of relationships that I hope um, people are getting to know is about themselves. Um, as I share with you guys about my sleep patterns and how I stay up late. But another thing that I have also noticed where both of my boys are like polar opposites, but the same at the same time. So they're in different stages and phases of life. So that is what um, makes them vary um, in the ways that they have handled the coronavirus and being out of school or not being able to return back to work. So my youngest son um, actually goes to the school where I teach. So I know all of his friends and his friends' parents, they all know me. And so they've leaned on me um, a lot of times to get some answers to a lot of the questions that are going on. But what I realize is that I'm not really close with all these parents. And so when they actually reach out to me and ask me questions pertaining to school, I'm a little off put like, uh, hello, you never called me before. So don't just lean on me for information pertaining to the school because you think I'm an inside source. First of all, I ain't gonna give it to you because my, I have been given directive as how to handle certain things. The other thing is like, wow, I have allowed my children to hang out with these people and I don't know these parents as well as I can recall like my grandparents and even my parents knowing my friends and their parents. And so someone post, put a post up today, and as you guys know, I have lots of time to be on Facebook and IG and Twitter. And one of my good girlfriends, Vivian um, of Najee Lux, you guys look her up on Instagram um, and Facebook. She has some wonderful, wonderful um, gear. I love her bags. I am a bag junkie, so she just um, makes my heart go pitter-patter. But she put up a post that was, um, I'm actually trying to make sure I quote it right. So let me make sure that I quote it right. It says, someone should start a Facebook group for parents by the state. So I guess she's saying to put a Facebook post up or a Facebook group for parents and do it by state who are having issues um, with homeschooling so that everyone can discuss the best practices or solutions when they hit with unfortunate or unfavorable situations. This group can also serve as a message board for hiring private virtual tutors. I can imagine the shift to homeschooling your children can be diff difficult from, for some. I can imagine the shift, I didn't read that right. I can imagine the shift to homeschooling your school, your children can be difficult with, for some. It's um, 
time for us to lean on each other like we did back in the day. So my comment to her was, he's bringing back the village. And that goes on to the evolution of relationships. In the way that we as society have grown, we have grown to become more aware of the negative things and not so much spotlight the positive things. One of the reasons why we've lost the village is because oftentimes we, we found out later than we really wanted to about people who did inappropriate things to children when they were left in their care. I remember um, my husband talks about this all the time about the missing and murdered children of Atlanta. And during that time, he was a latchkey kid. He rode a martyr bus to school where he and, um, he and his sister did. And they were quite young. And when I think about it myself, I remember coming home to um, someone burglarizing our home and just having to process that. And back then, I still had someone who I reported into as soon as I got home. So it was neighbors. I have a woman who was in my life who was like my Nana, who wasn't a blood relative, but she took care of everyone's children after school. She made sure you were fed. Um, she whooped your butt <laughs> if you were being disobedient. And I believe the school actually had her information listed as a contact point if something went on at school. Um, so they, she knew when I got home, if I had cut the food at the school, she knew, my mama knew, all, you know, mama them always knew. But now that I look on how my children and their generation are being raised, and even just in general information, and in my neighborhood, and we've been in two different neighborhoods since um, we have had children of school, that were school-aged children, rather. And, and the first neighborhood, we sort of got into this habit of driving into our garages letting the garage doors down, and then entering our home. No one knew if you were home, no one knew if you were away. But as our kids got a little bit older and they started to go outside, then they started to mingle with the other children. And that's where we built a sense of community. So I knew the children down the street, I knew their parents, I had been into their parents' homes. The next door neighbor um, was an older lady. I looked out for her and her mother at the time. Her mom was, um, very ill. I became good friends with her children who um, came back to stay with her periodically along with her grandkids, you know, so forth and so on. We knew each other. We had a sense of village there. We moved so that we can be closer to better schools and closer to our jobs. And this is where things turned and got a little bit darker, I, can, I guess you can say, as far as the village goes. The evolution of our relationships with our, <laughs> with our neighbors went from us knowing everyone on our street to where we are, we have no idea who people are. The craziest part about it is one of the neighbors who lives directly across the street from us, he goes to school with me. I teach him and I have no idea who his parents are. <laughs> it's, I'm laughing because it's horrible, but it's funny, like how, how could that be? Um, there's another neighbor who lives right across the street from us. The only reason why I even know them by sight 
is because I buy Girl Scout cookies from them every year. But outside of that, I couldn't tell you who else lives on my street. No one else. My kids don't play outside as much. They're older, they're into their gaming systems, which talks about the evolution of the relationship between kids. That kids are more driven to connect via electronic devices and through um, gaming systems, I guess you could say virtually, because they can get onto these games and they can talk to one another, they can see one another, they can play with one another, something that um, my generation and generations before were not privy to. We had to go to our friends' houses. We had to go outside. So the evolution of relationships is not just specific to a marriage, um, a dating situation, a romantic situation. It's, it's the evolution of just changes that have come about in any type of relationship that you can think of. And I truly believe that this pandemic is forcing us to get back to the basics sort of. We're having to lean on still technology, but a lot of us are tired of just talking and texting and we're going to Zoom um, even to the point that we are reconnecting with some people who we had not been connected to before. I am myself reached out to someone who um she's almost like a a relative to me but she's a she's a the friend of my mom she's the daughter of my one of my mom's oldest friends and her and i have always have been connected and we just sort of drifted apart and she was laid on my heart to like reach out to so i reached out to her we did it via text because i wanted to make sure that her number was still the same and um, we had a couple of exchanges there, and then I went on about my business. Another incident where someone who I consider my best friend in middle school, she's now hosting an online Bible study that I'm now a part of, and I've enjoyed it. And her and I have been able to reconnect, and we've exchanged phone numbers, and we have like picked up from where we left off as if we were these middle school age children kikiing about all kinds of stupid stuff. Even my business partner and I, we hardly ever get a chance to see each other anyhow. But what we have done, she she loves the face-to-face, -face, which I'm appreciative of because I am one of those friends who can go forever and always and not really contact you, but it feels bad on, on to me. Like I'm such a horrible friend and I know I should do better and I need to do better, guys. So yeah, but she likes the face-to-face -face, and I was so thankful that she actually took the time and she Instagram um, messaged me, and then we did a video chat that way. It was wonderful. And then one of my, I call her my my big sister. Um, she and I, we help out with one another's um, nonprofits. We sat on the on the computer. I was about to say the phone. We sat on the computer via Zoom for hours, watching. They, random things on her Facebook. We we went through a whole Instagram live um, DJ party. We just talked. She was able to share her screen with me so I can see what she was doing. I could share my screen with her. But it's helping us to evolve in our relationships. This this moment is, and when I say basics, it's not that we, we can't touch each other, but it's forcing us to reconnect in different ways. 
um, not just by text, because again, you get tired of texting people. You can text for only so long and then you're like, okay, it would be so great to see my friend or so great to see, you know, whomever. Even for me with my students, I am so sad that I can't see their faces. And there have been times when I'm just like, oh my God, this kid is getting on my nerves. And now I'm like, oh my God, I miss my kids so much. And as funny as that may seem, it's it's really the saddest part of everything is that I've been trying to reach out to my students and I have not been able to connect to them all, which is also the evolution of a relationship. Um, I have students, I think I said this last episode, who've reached out to me just to do Zoom so they can see my face and I am so appreciative because it hurts my heart dearly. It really, really does. But I understand the, ne the necessity of us having to be apart and away from one another and isolated because of this pandemic. So when I put out the first episode about the evolution of relationships, I know I focused a lot on the romantic relationships, but I'm just thinking about all relationships in totality. How we changed, how this pandemic has forced the evolution of relationships, how it's going to continue to change the dynamic of relationships, and how we can move forward with managing how we feel about that change. Because what we don't want to do is go through that change and we have these negative feelings that keeps us from continuing to have those type, the, the relationships that we really want to have. Me in particular, I have a Friday night all girls group where we get together and talk about random things. And I brought up the possibility of us talking about relationships, but I then learn when and we call it our after dark special, um, because it was just a handful of us still on the line after our group met where everybody's take on relationships is different. So trying to have that type of conversation is really hard. So I really am diving deep, deeper into how when we are changing and evolving as a person, how we can be more cognizant of how our change affects the relationship and that we are, as I said, cognizant of how the change that we're going through also causes changes for the other person or the other people in the relationship. But I have gone on and on about relationships, but I just wanted to put this out here because I do know that as time goes on, people are being forced to be with one another more so than they would. Um, and we're going to find out things about the people who we're with, good things, bad things, and different things. And we need to start looking at the, the, those things in not such a negative light. As I said before, you know, I'm missing my students and I can't see them. That has changed my perception of who they are. Being at home, on the other hand, with my husband, I've started to see all the little things that I'm like, oh, that gets on my nerve. Oh my gosh, I love it when he does that. But what you need to do is take it, the, get the whole picture together and 
focus on the whole picture, the big picture, instead of the little bitty things that would be considered nitpicking kind of things. But if you are unable to move out of that negative space, I would highly suggest you journaling about things so that you are not inundated with those thoughts. Because the longer that you sit with negative thoughts, the more it begins to fester and it's not just in your mind, it's in the way that you speak, it's in the way that you act, and it starts to affect others. So anyhow, I would love to hear what you have to say about the evolution of your relationships, especially during the time of Corona. As you guys know, you can drop me some info, feedback via email or DM. My email is just call me Jay Nicole at gmail.com. And that's J U S T C A L L M E, the letter J N I C O L E at gmail.com. And my Facebook and my Instagram are always where you can find me. Just call me Jay Nicole. And until next time, good people, y'all stay safe and stay blessed. I'm out. Hey guys, hey, thank you so much for tuning in and listening into this week's episode. As I've already said, I truly, truly appreciate you guys for just being here and listening to the sound of my voice. As always, please stay connected with me. Make sure you're following me so that you can get the latest and the greatest episodes that I drop every Wednesday for you. Just you. Yes, yes, you. And make sure you're connecting with me on all of my social media platforms. I'm on IG and Twitter as well as Facebook. On Facebook and IG, I'm on there as Just Call Me J. Nicole, and that's J-U-S-T-C-A-L-L-M-E, the letter J-N-I-C-O-L-E. And on um, Twitter, yeah, they just wouldn't let me be great. So there I am, Call Me J. Nicole. And again, that's C-A-L-L-M-E, the letter J-N-I-C-O-L-E. And thanks again so very much from my heart to your ears for taking the time to listen to me. And until next Wednesday, be blessed and stay safe out there.